0: Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year, and your friends at the Never Seen It podcast are back again with a very special holiday episode straight from the vault of Arnie the One-Man Party. uh, We're bringing it back with a classic Christmas... uh, I don't know if I would call it a Christmas movie, but a Christmas series in general. Today we are reviewing Home Alone Three and joining me as always are my amigos, my compadres. Uh let's go in order here. Arnie the one-man party. Yo,
1: what's up, guys? It's so good to be good to be back here behind the mic. Uh
0: Shibby himself. Hey, uh, I made it. (laughs) Yes, she did. Drove back all the way from Orange County today to be here, so we appreciate it. Uh, we'll go with Alex. Yo, Filipino Grigio. In the house. And uh, we're joined by a very special guest tonight. Uh, Audrey is joining us from the Scraping the Vault podcast because it has a little Disney tie over. Welcome, Audrey.
2: Thank you. Seasons greetings. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. And all the rest to you all. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we are very glad to have you. And uh, yeah, so it it is our our holiday special, our Christmas movie. I want to point out uh, that Home Alone 1 and 2 no doubt uh christmas movies this movie i don't know if you guys caught it takes place after christmas so the only home alone movie in the series that is not a christmas movie yeah we'll we'll get into that but uh whoever thought that this was the christmas movie we were doing this
2: podcast why did you guys invite me here i thought it was christmas
0: do not blame you on that one. <laughs> okay. uh, b- before we dive into the movie, I want to get into to your podcast that you have, Audrey. Uh, so you have the Scraping the Vault podcast, and it's kind of appropriate that you're here uh, because you guys go over straight to video Disney movies, right?
2: That's right. Um, I host Scraping the Vault with my friends, jimmy and dan it's an ears up podcast you can find it at earsup podcast.com spelled with a z and we just geek out on disney sequels that are bad and went straight to video for a reason
0: <laughs> now i don't know if this was technically a disney movie it's just now streaming on disney plus and has since become a disney property uh, but do you guys know? I'll have to check it for a second. I, th- I think this did have a theatrical release, so I don't think it qualifies as a as a straight to uh, to video film. Do, do you guys know?
3: I, I did not check, but I what I did find out was John Hughes did come back to write the script for this
4: movie.
0: He sure did. He sure did, and uh, it, it was directed by. Raja Gosnell, who I believe edited the first two. If I'm not mistaken, did you
3: say Razal Ghul from Batman?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. uh, uh, Liam Neeson himself came in and and edited the movie. No, uh, his his name is Raja Gosnell, and he. Yeah. Yes. Just look at the flowers, Sophia. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, But but he doesn't have a huge directorial. repertoire but th- this was actually the first movie he ever directed home alone three uh he also did drew barrymore's never been kissed he did a few of the scooby-doo movies uh he did the smurfs movies you know later in his life but he did edit the first two home alone movies so interesting oh, this is his tie-in.
3: first directorial movie
0: directorial oh. debut yeah
3: wow so that's a lot of faith to throw on like a a property that's kind of beloved
4: i'm not know that that guy that... ramen
2: noodles
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Home gonna... Alone Three did debut in theaters. It actually had a thirty Someone million dollars. Yeah, it's <laughs> Ryan Gosling.
2: What? Here? No right relation.
0: <laughs> uh, no. So, it, it did have a theatrical release, uh, and it, it grossed thirty million dollars domestically. So that's not that's not terrible for your first time uh, directing. Not bad. I don't get uh, okay, again. so less than you don't cool. get out of. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure to reserve uh, your line for only Marvel movies because uh, I think that's the budget they're working with. Um, so let's let's just dive right into the flick. Uh, and and I don't know about you guys, but I'm eager to hear what Arnold thought, because Arnold is our resident Home Alone expert. Uh, Arnold, did it did it live up to your expectations?
1: Yeah. So I, I really try to go into it without any preconceived notions. Um and i actually was uh, a bit surprised uh, one thing i did not know was that it took place after christmas uh, like midway through the movie i was kind of thinking like oh hey where's the christmas part to it and then they sprinkled in a, a like maybe one or two christmas songs in the in the during the movie and i was like then i didn't really think about it uh, you know like about christmas again um it was just mostly a, a, a whole i know what this Uh, And I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a whole lot of, like, uh, booby traps. Then (laughs) it it seemed like it was, like, double the amount of time. Um, Yeah, the last. It seemed
5: like it took took the bad guys a little bit longer to even get in the house to begin with.
0: Yeah. 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 There was a lot of setup, that's for sure. Well, Well, they they
3: they had four bad guys that they had to get into the house, so. You know, True.
0: Sure. before we go too deep, who hadn't seen this movie? Like whose first time was this? I know it was Arnold's first time. It was my
3: first time watching
2: it, too.
0: Alex, Audrey, had you seen this before?
2: I had seen it. I saw it as a kid and I remember really enjoying it for a couple reasons. One, they have a parrot in the movie and I'm pretty sure we had a pet cockatiel at the time. So I was like, oh, bird me. I have one of those. I um, uh, loved all the Rube Goldberg shenanigans and the remote control car was like just so uh, fun to watch and entertaining it's like I want that this kid's a genius I was hooked
4: yeah
0: the character of Alex is very very resourceful for nine years old
2: he took on four guys four guys Macaulay Culkin dealt with two like <laughs> not even the same playing field
5: that's three guys and one woman
0: Mm. Yes, that's exactly. true. Let's let's be correct. there. No. Uh, so Macaulay Culkin was just dealing with, you know, your your garden variety house burglar. These guys were like international super spies that got <laughs> yeah. real dumb real quick. I just want to point that out. Um, Justin, <laughs> you, I'm I'm assuming you've had seen this as well then, right?
5: Yeah, I've seen it uh, a long time ago. And yeah, my first go around when I first watched it, all I remember from this movie is that I absolutely just hated it 100%. <laughs> <laughs> really? But yeah,
4: I, have,
5: I have seen it. It's been a long time, but uh, after rewatching it, uh, definitely not what I remembered, to be honest.
0: OK, well, uh, for those that aren't familiar, this is the third movie in the Home Alone franchise. Uh, it does not star Macaulay Culkin. It does not star Joe Pesci. Uh, none of the original cast is in it. Uh, yeah, very right. few of the er- Absolutely. Donald Trump, not in it. I know he was I probably doing a Miss Universe pageant or something, sneaking <laughs> into a dressing room. You know what the Donald does. Uh, but we'll read the synopsis real quick off a of letterbox. Uh, home Alone 3, nine-year-old Alex Pruitt is home alone with a chicken pox. So That's not neglectful. Box. <laughs> yeah, not neglectful parents this time. Uh, turns out due to a mix up among nefarious spies, Alex was given a toy car concealing a top secret microchip. Now Alex must fend off the spies as they try to break into his house and get it back. Uh, so they, they break the mold a little bit from the the, the original movies. You know, obviously the first movie, uh, Kevin is left you know, forgotten through the chaos of the holidays and forgotten at home. He gets his wish to be left alone. Uh, and then he's you know, met with burglars second movie he gets on the wrong plane goes to new york meets donald trump who doesn't seem to give a shit that a kid has lost in his hotel uh, <laughs> and not the last time donald trump doesn't give a shit about lost children uh, but this uh-huh. movie honestly, he's just he's used to seeing all kinds of kids <laughs> anyway. so half of them are probably his illegitimate ones um we'll get a cease and desist for this no uh so, <laughs> uh, so but this one yeah definitely breaks the mold you you have International mystery, right off the bat, right. I mean, you're seeing
2: oh, what a great uh, way to start a movie.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, just tons of thrills. I mean, it almost feels feels like a, a Michael Bay movie at times, mm-hmm. you know, with the 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 setup of it. But uh, I, I I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the pacing, the editing. Like, I thought it was well done. It it gave you that suspense as they were setting up, looking for this microchip, right? Like, these are the the. T- like tier one super spies that the Chinese government is entrusted to steal American military <laughs> secrets. They go through this entire planning thing. They steal the dogs. They realize that there's only one road in and out of this neighborhood. So they have to, to set up in the neighborhood just in case. And then they, they turn into the dumbest people in the world. Once you know they start attacking the house.
3: You know, what I noticed I, I felt like as soon as they met the kid or like the, the kid got involved, that's when their the, the intelligence level kind of like leveled off for bo- all of them. Like the the kids had the same <laughs> intelligence level as the thieves, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they they were equally matched in smarts, and and and, and uh, it, it it was just kind of a matter of time over over any sort of like I'm gonna outsmart you <laughs> that sort of thing that that I'm got just... like got Alex to win, you know. Yeah.
2: I'm very sorry that those secret agents couldn't take the holidays off from work.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, again, as we said, this was after the holiday season. So, I, so going to that point, uh, the 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 clue that this took place after the holidays, besides we didn't see the Christmas trees, besides no Christmas music or so feasts, as Arnold Christmas. pointed out,
2: it started in
4: 1997
2: with Home Alone. <laughs> 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 God damn you, Robin Noodle, and your directorial debut.
0: oh we figured it out we cracked it uh so one of the thieves or or spies uh when he's questioning the taxi cab driver he says you know january 8th at 5 15 p.m you dropped off so and so yada 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 so that was that day so we know it it even takes place after new year's so this takes place very late in the holiday season the only thing Christmassy about it is the snow i didn't (laughs) catch that
3: it's kind of realistic that people are still less leaving their holiday decorations up because they're too lazy from all the craziness yeah. of the holidays.
5: That sense. Yeah, I know Absolutely. my neighbors leave their holiday decorations up until April. Oh my God. <laughs> we
0: the, yeah, we left ours up year round. We just figured getting a head start on the next year, right?
3: <laughs> That's Arnold, basically just me and Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, didn't we at at, your, at our old house, didn't we leave those Christmas lights on up for like
1: until we moved? Oh yeah, because they, they were they were not beers. colored. They were, they were just the uh, the white lights. So you know, it, it goes for all year round, right? Light up yeah, the yeah. light up the house.
6: You can
2: just light call up, up
4: the neighborhood. Some extra lighting. lighting at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> yeah. <very trendy. laughs> light, uh, light it up! <laughs> on, light it up! Light <laughs> it up! Yeah, that's Ooh, what no, we did the every, single every single every
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, I- I'm sure you guys saw the familiar face very early on in the introduction of the cast. Uh, did anybody else want to comment on that?
4: ScarJo?
0: A little 11-year-old Scarlett Johansson, her oh, fresh yeah. face, uh, huh? Yeah, I got, that's one of the
5: things that I did not remember from this movie
0: was that I Scarlett Johansson was his sister. Yeah, I did not remember that. that was, and that
3: was her first, like, major role or, like...
0: Yeah, World? one of her, one what of her first, m- not the first, but one of her first major, major roles that she had. Yeah, and
1: oh. I thought I thought that one movie that uh, what was that movie that we did, Alex? That was your movie that also uh, ScarJo was in. Ghost I thought World? that was one of her Go- first
0: ones too. It, it was also one of her. Fir- I mean, that Ghost World was what two thousand and one, and then this was ninety seven. So a few years after.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: But she didn't have a ton of roles in between. She had uh, the horse whisperer, my brother, the pig, and the man who wasn't there between the two of them. So I mean, I think Stuart Little, I don't know what I am
3: thinking.
0: mind. She was an eight legged freaks. I remember that.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. Get away from here. You
4: eight legged (laughs) freaks.
1: So they, they, the mother, the father, even remember, remember, um, Like they all try to make the characters in this movie look almost like the from part one and two, even Buzz, yeah, Buzz. But but the sister, um, would she be the one who uh, was like, "You are what the call the French call less incompétent"? Yeah,
3: (laughs) I kind of feel that. that. I kind of feel that.
0: Uh, (laughs) Hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember reading uh, one of the little trivia pieces that uh, the actress that was playing the mom. Um, oh, God. Who was it? Raya Tet. Uh, I'm going to butcher that. Wow. Uh, no, no, no. That was the thief. Apologies. Ha- wow. These names are tough. Haviland <laughs> Morris. Goodness gracious. Have a good it's like th- Monday? Yeah, have a good Monday. Uh, played Karen Pruitt, and I I feel like they got all of their actors and actresses from IKEA. This is insane. (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: But so, so, obviously, her red hair was a a throwback to the original. Uh, ScarJo dyed her hair red for the film as well. Um, the the brother uh, Seth Smith, I'm assuming he he looked so. This is you're
5: telling me this is the entire storyline for Black Widow
0: pretty much <laughs> well See no we, we, we're missing the sister so you right we got
5: a russian syndicate that's hired by these the chinese mob boss and she's going out to uh anyway never mind
0: <laughs> we might be able to make that work I, 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 it's <laughs> getting close there uh so yeah so i i know like i was i was taking my notes uh i thought it was hilarious um right off the bat the how the old lady, the neighbor, is like just racing through this frigging airport <laughs> like lightning—the world's most impatient old lady. I thought yeah. uh, the, the fact that she could not be caught by these guys who were, you know, were chasing her down.
2: I'd be bitchy if I had to fly back to Chicago in the middle of January too. So
0: <laughs> and they, they just had to do the
1: uh, running through the airport sort of scene, you know, to keep it consistent with the other movies. I wish yeah were, a throwback
2: i wish they had run through more doors and there was more like a, a yackety sax play you know like in a scooby-doo scene come on this is a right. director's <laughs> wheelhouse why didn't you think of, think of that
0: in and out of doors side by side yeah <laughs> that would been wonderful doors forever <laughs>
2: now they're chasing each other, and now they're not chasing anyone, and now the bag's chasing them, and there's a race car. Granny comes anyway. out
0: <laughs> in the race car, yeah. Nobody
2: has to take off their jackets anymore, because it's, it's in 1997,
0: and TSA hasn't changed completely yet. That is right? true. TSA didn't exist. It was just airport security. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and you know that because that guy had, what, like a high-tech camera glove that he was viewing the pictures on his Bob pilot.
2: No way he would have gone through the body scanner with that shit on oh, his
0: wrist. <laughs> tackled. You
3: can, you can totally tell that this is pre nine eleven as well because they, they let that uh, remote-control car go through and they're like, oh, whatever, it's just a remote-control car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's not a bomb. It's not like <laughs> military tech. Well,
0: <laughs> to, I mean, sure, there's that. But I, I think we all know TSA's history and, and them letting through a, a microchip for a high explosive isn't out of their wheelhouse of believability. I will say what made me lose all uh, faith in the continuity of that story was they let a sand uh, or a loaf of sourdough bread through. No way. Oh, the TSA yeah. would never let sourdough.
4: Through. That's not never really ever.
5: No, nope, you're not going to eat on this plane. No, nope. <laughs> you got to buy-
0: hours. You gotta buy it at from the free trade store, okay? That's where you could buy your stuff from.
2: Tax free.
0: <laughs> Marked up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, Arnold, what uh, what were your first thoughts when they introduced the uh, the brother?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's all bouncing the ball. Oh, <laughs> kills,
0: kills that bug. Um, yeah. Did Did you think he was bouncing a ball? Was <laughs> it? <What's that? laughs> Wait a minute. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> there were some balls bouncing. <laughs>
3: let me, let me, can I say this that there is like a good amount of half nudity going on in this film? Like the dad was half nude. Like he didn't have <laughs> pants on. And then and then Alex, let me say he like had his shirt off, this little kid, but he was ripped. Did you notice that? Yeah. He had the like cats. Guns. He could <laughs> oh my he God. Was ripped. Like, I, I looked at him, I I saw him and he they shot a, a shot of his like from the side, but he had like tone, super toned yeah. abs.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like, wasn't like, just like bony. Like nine year old me would have been like, man, I wanna get buffed like him. How do you think he
0: took on four grown adults? Right.
2: I was too busy watching this movie on TV and eating snacks.
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Why can't be that in shape. <laughs> uh, so Audrey, you said you uh, you loved the the parrot aspect of it. Did did the speech ever feel overdone for you? Because I think they went a little heavy on how uh, developed that bird's vocabulary. Completely. Was.
4: At
2: one point, I questioned if. Uh, you know, blonde Elon Musk as a child was really the brains behind the the madcap shenanigary, (laughs) shenaniganery, the hijinks. Or it was the parrot, you know, the parrot was secretly a, you know, science experiment gone wrong that uh, was a genius because it had full speech, you know, it was like aware and that's not an African gray. If I know a thing about parrots, which I know at least one thing, that was a green conure and not an African gray. And African grays are the smartest parrots. Anyway, too smart. I'm too learning
0: smart. so much right now.
2: <laughs> take yes, these notes dabble down. Yes, I ornithology in my spare time. <laughs> That's 100% a lie.
0: <laughs> I did not take that good of notes.
5: <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes to the the parrot, um, I feel like the parrot was believable in the first half of the movie, but then when he started like beating up the bad guys, driving more and the more, race car, I was like, "Man, this bird! It just has—he <laughs> has a book in his head or something like that." It was—it <laughs> was insane.
1: Was, He's like, "Oh!" Yeah, there, that was one of those moments where when I was watching it, that I it just kind of like I, I kind of giggled, but was shaking my head at the same time, like, "No, that's 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 too unbelievable." Kind of like you know, like how how so many of the uh, um, scenes in, in the other in the newer Fast and the Furious, it's just like so over the top. Like, oh my gosh, yes. just shake your head. Like, that'll never happen. Sure,
0: but- only, only in the new Fast and the Furious, right? Because right, in- when they're in Dubai and, they're- and they go,
5: they jump from building to building.
0: <laughs> believable. <Yeah. laughs> the um,
5: new stuff.
4: Yeah.
2: Whatever. I did that no. last night. Ugh. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs>
1: another night in Dubai I don't get out
0: of bed unless we're jumping through three buildings <laughs> <laughs> no I fell in love when the parrot said when uh, they were you know taking down uh, the brother's like nudie girl poster and the parrot <laughs> goes if that was a real I'm an eagle <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like alright right well played well played Wait, parrot the
2: parrot, <laughs> the parrot also Spoiler alert! The parrot gets the Wednesday Adams moment at the very end of the movie, and just that's one yep. of the most fun, exciting parts. You know, it ends with a bang! Hooray! <laughs> yeah,
4: nah,
0: nah. That <laughs> was a throwback to which which one was Arnold? One or two, where they showed the location of the burglars with fireworks as well.
1: Oh, that was part, that two. Was, uh, part two.
0: Part, part uh, two. Okay, uh, uh, so that was yeah, throwback. Throwback uh, so yeah, rehash. Yeah.
3: That's another of one of the things that I noticed with this film too. Like they really kind of tried to, hey, we're we're kind of part of this series because we're kind of doing similar jokes as you know. I I think they did the whole like uh like kind of that same similar song style for the mm-hmm. the shower scene or like where they like they had the fake person in the shower. Yeah. You know? And then the I don't day. know, there was just a lot of like the same like a lot of same jokes.
0: Well, we got the scream right when he saw the chicken pox in the mirror. Yeah,
4: yeah, Oh,
3: yeah.
5: Can I go back to the animal thing real quick? You, yeah. You know, I said uh, everyone, well, almost everyone had had some some kind of animal like it like it was some weird anime.
0: Oh, my God. It's were not... they all wizards?
2: <laughs> They're all no, no. wizards. It's were they like, on the Hogwarts um, Express? Uh, the, the Golden Compass. They all have pantalamus.
0: Oh, they're da- they're uh, Damons. Demons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they The Damon Wayans. Uh, what was yeah. that? What was that, Alex?
3: Oh, they're Damon Wayans.
0: Da- <laughs> they all had Damon Wayans <laughs> in their book. Oh,
3: Damon, man,
0: man. <laughs> this is actually White Chicks too. We were watching. Okay. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> have have yeah. any of you guys ever had chicken pox? Yes. Uh, when I was very oh, yes. little. Yeah. Yes. We and all have- shingles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my, oh just, my mom
5: used to uh, <laughs> just uh, dot me
1: with red sharpie. She's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like kids nowadays—they don't get chicken pox. Is that true?
0: I, I do you know, I don't have a kid, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel it would be weird if I knew that. I'd be like, Yeah, kids get it. Don't worry, trust me.
1: So many of the ones I come across <laughs> the ones O-M-D. I've watched
4: get it.
2: <laughs> How many kids you got in your closet right now in chicken box I got seven.
0: <laughs> i had an outbreak break out into my my uh exhibit over here so
4: <laughs> exhibit. Three. Look,
0: look, what i do in the privacy of my home is between me and these 11 children that i kidnapped off a of playground okay alex <laughs> like Just it. <laughs> into something it's not
3: fair enough fair enough
0: <laughs> well, what was one of you guys's
1: like favorite um pranks or, or not pranks but traps
3: that's a uh, great question you know, I, I'm going to be honest dude I, like this movie when it got to that point I started watching some of them and I started drifting off to my phone really yeah 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 it, was, were, it didn't really hold my interest I,
4: I'm <laughs> oh my what she you say Arnold I was waiting for that moment were, were you watching
1: porn too <laughs> oh I mean <laughs> no oh, Two? What? <laughs> I mean, oh no, this is part three. Never mind. <laughs> no,
4: no.
2: Nothing gets me more razzed up than a kid fighting off four adult burgers. <laughs>
0: I'll be back. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go bounce my basketball.
1: Can I tell you guys my favorite? My Can I tell you guys my favorite movie trap? It, it, it got me. It was. It got me laughing the hardest. Was when um, when, when the main the, the, the best not the best but the the smartest bad guy when he's <laughs> to the through the, the, the people like like the the mail slot. And then um, he ends up (laughs) spray painting his his, uh, his eyes.
0: Turned him into a (laughs) raccoon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My my wife saw me laughing, and um, (laughs) she was laughing more at me because of how how hard I was laughing. (laughs) I don't know why. I just found that so funny.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I had, like, a favorite trap. I think Kevin McAllister's traps were, were like, more believable and more believable to, like, fall for. Like I I said, I felt like all of these guys like should have caught this stuff like they're world-class super spies they should have not followed but the one thing i was impressed with was alex's tech savviness right oh, i yeah, mean like yeah, yeah. the fact that he put the the satellite receiver on the camera and like drove the car over there and hooked up the satellite dish so that he could receive the thing i was like man that's impressive but i do want to know i'm like he's smart enough to do that but he doesn't think to just hook up a VCR to the TV to have a backup recording. Like, exactly. come on, man! That,
3: I was thinking the same thing, but let me, let me say something about going back to the pranks. The guy, most of the people fell down feet first. And all I could think of was the, that scene in midsummer when that guy committed suicide.
0: I haven't just, seen it.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh spoiler. Sorry. sorry.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of death it's, in that it's movie. Not,
3: yeah. Yeah. But There's a scene in there where somebody dives off and, Feet first, and yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I, I was getting Wile E. Coyote vibe from that because, like, the the ground would fall out from under them, and they would hover for a second, react <laughs> yeah. to the camera, and yeah. then fall. Well,
3: I, I mean, we're coming from like seeing different things. I can't unsee Midsummer. That's fair. <laughs>
4: it's all it's all no, very it was- Buster
2: Keaton and very Charlie Chaplin, and I know uh, those those guys would have appreciated this movie were they alive to see it, um, and. Mm. It's like Tom and Jerry with people. Electrocution doesn't look like it does in movies, though. <laughs> right.
4: Like,
2: when you get shocked, you know, like, boring. buzz. Yeah, you kind of, like, Wait. squeeze up and then don't do anything until you're dead or your friends. You. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's very
3: much faces of death.
2: I don't yeah. believe it.
1: <laughs> I wonder if, if your diet is heavy heavy in garlic and onions, if you can really smell it more when you get electrocuted. Oh, <laughs> my
4: God. What? Should we try it? Should we try it?
1: I had had, uh, tacos tonight. (laughs) Arnold, Arnold,
3: go stick a fork in the uh, outlet. Arnold. Are
0: are you thinking you're going to smell delicious like a barbecue or something because you were marinated?
3: Justin, let us know. Justin, let us know how (laughs) it (laughs) smells.
0: Like a stuffed turkey.
1: No, I wouldn't do that to Justin's place. I'll wait until I get home. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate
4: (laughs) it so much.
3: <laughs> Go well with <of> the tortillas. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Man, yeah. And then, yeah, they just had to do another electrocution scene. But not just one, but two in the front yeah. and in the back. I mean, like front yard and backyard, not like. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we get it. We get it, Arnold. We get it. All right.
0: Who got electrocuted in the nuts? <laughs> Arnold. Okay. Who, got,
1: who got hit right in the
6: shots? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that yeah, burko did get hit in the nuts, though, and that was, oh, that was a, a throwback, also, right to yeah. the to the tarantula scene. Or God. <laughs> it's like why are always um,
1: nut shots? Always like uh, funny.
3: They're, they're the funniest. <laughs> you can't not laugh at them.
0: I think that was one of the most prophetic things that Idiocracy did. <laughs> God hitting the nuts.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen that.
0: Oh, so was was
5: that technology that really even available? Like he had, a, he, had yeah. a, he had a technology. He had a, <laughs> he had a he had a he had camcorder or, or a tape camcorder attached to the car, and yeah. it was streaming to his to his TV. Was that was that a thing that? So yeah, what he people-
0: well. I, I, it, from the looks of it, it looked like his dad was in some sort of electronic sales, is what I was gathering from his job. Um, oh, I didn't oh. notice that. I and so, or, or, or something along those lines, because they had all top of the line stuff. And so there was a scene where he was setting that up. He... He grabbed the uh, satellite receiver off of the television and like hooked it up to the car as well. So that was there.
4: Wow,
5: that's so, that's pretty subtle because I didn't I didn't catch that mm-hmm. when I watched it a second time. It's that's weird. There's like little subtleties that I didn't really pick up on because it happened so quickly, or it it at the moment to me it didn't really feel like important at the time. I know that they there's a there's like a lot of like foreshadowing. Cause like even yeah. the first two home loan movies kind of did things like that in the mm. beginning, but I didn't really think it went th- that deep to be honest, like where it had all that extra detail going on at the same
0: time. No, you could tell they, you know, they went back and wrote a lot of those explainers in. Cause, cause as you said, the foreshadowing was pretty thick and a lot of, and a lot of spots you're like, okay, well that's going to come into play later. like
3: <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, at the beginning of the show, uh, John Hughes did, go back and write this come back for and write the third one so it kind of makes sense that he would put in this sort of like um these little tiny details
0: yeah so i mean funny enough john hughes actually had to rewrite this movie so he originally wrote the third movie for uh i think it was like macaulay culkin's cousin or brother or something like that and uh he decided Yeah, I think it was brother. And and uh, when Macaulay Culkin turned it down. Uh, yeah, it was his brother, Kieran. Uh, and when Kieran decided, like, turned it down, he had uh, John Hughes had to rewrite the entire thing and just decided to to go completely off of the McAllister's and make it an entirely new script. I
3: think it worked. I, I, it, yeah, I, I agree.
5: So okay, that, here's the thing that, that like, now makes sense why they bundle all three of these movies together because I always thought it was weird for them to bundle these three three movies together because I'm like oh it's just like different actor that doesn't make any sense to it didn't make sense to me ever at all but now it does yeah. because it's the same person writing all these movies. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing though,
3: in uh, part I believe it's part four or five. They bring back the McAllisters and they recasted everybody.
4: Really? The, the most recent uh, ones?
3: No, 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 no. Yeah, I think it was part four. It had to be part four. Oh. Or four, four, five, part five or part four. Wait, how so many of these
1: home loans are there?
0: Oh yeah, it's number four. Taking back the one, house. Uh, yeah. Mike Mike Weinberg plays Kevin McAllister. French Stewart <laughs> <laughs> plays Marv.
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: what the heck? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow.
5: <laughs> I,
3: never, I never watched any of these, but I, uh, in preparation for this, uh, this, uh, this episode, I watched this one like video where they, um, what was that? They they uh, rate ranked all the movies because especially because of the new one that came out on Disney Plus.
0: Home sweet home alone. You watched that, didn't you, Justin?
5: Yeah, I actually just finished it uh, this morning, and thoughts. Uh, you want me to give you a kind of like my overall consensus
0: on that real quick. Which one? Which one did you like better, this one or that one? Um,
5: you know that uh, that's that's a good question. Yeah, um, the technology <laughs> on
0: part three
1: was way better.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you? want uh, to say the Home Sweet Home. Home Arnold?
5: Alone. Home Alone Three is at, uh, is actually pretty good compared to Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh. Um. However. Home Sweet Home Alone made me laugh a little bit more. I felt I felt like Home Alone 3 was a little bit more, uh, I, I think it was a, a better thought out than I originally thought it was. Uh, and Home Sweet Home Alone, although it's kind of like the same cookie cutter almost, uh, I felt that Home Sweet Home Alone was a lot funnier
1: than Home okay. Alone 3. I got to check that out and I haven't seen it. And they bring Dang. back Buzz in Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh,
5: what is he like?
1: Was he the naughty uncle or something? No,
5: nah, he well, he's, he just plays a cop. The original oh, Buzz. That's the, the,
3: the original Buzz. Guys, like yeah, the yeah. actor. The original
5: Buzz is in Home Sweet Home
1: Alone. Yeah, he wow. becomes Harry from Part One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going into the home, we're just we're just uh, making sure that everything's you know kosher that you know people are going to be leaving that leaving for the holidays. So. You
0: no, know, um, he learned okay, from the best.
1: What's what's the code right there? <laughs> just in case.
0: Hey. Well, I, I don't know if you if you guys noticed too. So the the music on this one, even though uh, John Hughes directed or not directed it, but wrote uh, this one as well as the original too. Uh, um, John Williams did not do the music for this one, but there was just that small part in the very beginning where you heard that John Williams score. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, uh, it was yeah. like they just brought it in. Okay, yeah. So they yeah, just brought it in I, for I just a moment. It. Yeah, me I, too. I <laughs> I Wait, I I, took uh, a lot of you uh, know this, thing, Arnold? Oh, Arnold, um, which part was it
1: at? the Oh, part three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember? Oh no, it was right, no, right at the song. beginning. Remember? He's not wrong. It was in part three. I should have asked the question. <laughs> <better>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: fooled Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. So going back to the technology, because I, I, this is one of the things that I thought, cause they, they, like you said, Alec or, uh, uh, Justin, they had thought out a lot of the plot to try to, you know, not have any plot holes. One big plot hole that they didn't think of that I thought of, they, they took the tape out of the video camera, right? they, but they couldn't find the kid's house. They could have just watched the fucking tape back and seen it go all the way back to his house. Right? right. He's yeah, hit no. towards somewhere. The tape,
5: they just, they're like, oh, gotta take it and destroy the evidence.
0: Yeah, Maybe. oh, look, there's my face. Delete it. How about you watch it back to all the way where it came out of the door that he had to hit record before he sent it to you?
2: <laughs> I launched my VCR in San Francisco.
4: What oh. <laughs> <laughs> a <another> nightmare. <laughs>
0: so that was that was the big uh killing moment for me because i was so impressed up to that point i was like man they they really did cover all their bases they're they're doing well with this plot line stuff and then <laughs> i'm just like really I mean, the two things it was the not that alex didn't record it on vhs and the bad guys didn't watch the tape back i'm well, like come well, on
1: well maybe they were just so wound up like i totally understand sometimes you know with so much is going on you f- you forget to do things you get up forget to wipe your butt and you're, all, you're like
4: what what's that smell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> that, I mean, really that's that really like, too much.
1: That that actually does not mean that you know. It's just a, like a random sort of example. You know what you know what I mean, right?
0: Um,
4: yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's let's jump into the ratings. So for those of you that are new and for Audrey uh, joining us, we do a a five star system uh, based on Letterboxd. Uh, Letterboxd is a little movie review social network. They do not sponsor us. But boy, would we love if they did. So, as as our guest, uh, please do the honors. Give us, you know, your little recap. What you thought of the movie and uh, and your rating, one out of five stars. Oh God, I
2: can't. Uh, you put me on the spot. I don't. I just. I, I did.
0: I, I threw you right into the deep end, just like clumped. the burglars. I... Yeah, just like the burglars <laughs> off the roof onto the trampoline.
2: Baffled, I'm. Covered in mud because I've tripped in the mud And now, oh, there's a there's a flower pot falling from the I'm looking right at it I can't dodge because it's stuck in the mud And oh no, here comes an anvil <laughs> Yikes Well, uh, I think huh, I think to sum it up uh, Alex, the little kid in the movie That's his name, right?
4: Yes Yeah. Okay,
2: the main character He grew up to start some cool tech startup in Silicon Valley He's probably a bazillionaire now um, and for that reason, I gotta give the movie uh four out of five stars and 12 bags of popcorn. Uh, <laughs> and also, oh, okay.
4: <laughs> 12. wow, that's
5: a, that's a, a feast. 12 yeah. whole bags of popcorn, oh, okay.
3: 12 bags of popcorn, regular popcorn, or kettle, kilo- kettle corn? What's kettle corn?
0: Oh, kettle kettle corn. corn. Hell yeah. I feel oh, like no. if you had 12 bags know of know kettle, kettle, kettle corn. Sick.
2: Oh, kettle corn. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand <laughs> your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs>
4: I'm
3: from the Philippines. I'm from the Philippines. You get you get corn. corn.
4: <laughs> <popcorn.
2: You laughs> it would be regular popcorn with extra butter and a little bit of salt.
4: Mm, I respect corn. that you know, yeah, if, I were,
2: if I were at some farm, some Bougie farmer's market It would be kettle corn for sure But only three bags of kettle corn
1: Oh man I want some so bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> And Audrey Where can the uh, the fine folks at home Find you on the social medias
2: uh, You can find me on Instagram At nerdry N-E-R-D-R-E-Y
0: Boom Alright Bam! It's like a seasoned vet. Uh, (laughs) Justin, what was your rating, my friend?
5: Uh, So I just want to say that little nine year old me probably would have given this movie an easy one. But with all things considered, uh, I did give this movie another shot. I tried to take it as seriously as possible. Uh, So 2021 me will give it a two star because I think I don't think it's absolutely terrible, but I'm just so in love with the two previous movies that I can't really see beyond that, to be honest. And for them to have like 10 zillion other movies to go along with it, uh, I don't know, man keep the classics classic, I guess. So two two stars out of five letterbox. And uh you can find me on Instagram, Shibby the Zombie or Shibs the Zombie. S H I B B S the Zombie. And if you want to follow all the other things in my life, just click on the Willow link in my profile and uh, it'll take you to all the different things that I do, like YouTube and Twitch and etc etc, etc. And that's my rating
0: two stars for the third home alone installation well nine-year-old you is a much harsher critic that's for sure uh alex how did this movie make you feel
3: it uh made me want to wish you know i could get at least two hours back that would be my christmas wish (laughs)
4: um
3: (laughs) that being said no, it wasn't as bad as like i I, I just said it, it was okay. <laughs> it, uh I feel like, okay, so I feel like this movie was executed decently, like um it was made by a bunch of movie professional movie industry professionals, and they did their job, but they were doing their job to get a paycheck, you know they like knew that there was stuff at stake, and if they could get more um, you know, out of life do give the audience more a little bit more, you know, they could possibly make a little bit more money because of uh, you know, the the connection to the, the you know, the franchise, you know? But if they it was done well, but it just was like they didn't like really give it their all. They didn't really try to match the energy, the charisma of the original two, you know. That's how I felt about it, you know. Um, it's because like, you look at the, you look at just the fact that they had four thieves versus the two, like it took four thieves to try to match the genius and charisma of the first two and they still couldn't match it. That's what I felt. And like, even a kid, like a lot of it just felt like they, like they were paying, they were paying fan service yet it, even the fan service didn't like quite land as well, hmm. you know? Um, it was fun. I think kids would love it, you know, because it's like almost like a standalone, like I I, I almost felt like this was like actually a good uh, direction for the Home Alone uh, series. If they weren't going to bring back Macaulay Culkin, think, and they couldn't. So they could have done this anthology series of Home Alone stories but, you know, unfortunately, they brought back the McAllister's in, like, part four or five or whatever. And then, whatever. It just, it is what it is. But, you know, overall, I, I I gave it a two and a half. It was average. Nothing, like, really, I I wouldn't watch it again. It's nothing like a movie that I would... Uh, say is a holiday classic because you couldn't call it again like like was which was pointed out it it doesn't even take place during the holidays takes place post the holidays so two Two, and a half
0: two and a half all right well yeah that's that's an interesting idea though a home alone anthology series
3: yeah let me go ahead and plug my socials Uh, uh, you can find me at daily dares uh, on instagram also on letterboxd you could also, I too have a link tree on my, uh, Instagram. So if you want to follow any other stuff that I do go there, go there now.
0: All right. What, what, uh, what would you like to touch on there, Justin?
5: Uh, I just wanted to touch on like, cause Alex brought up that, uh, the third installment had a bunch of like homages and things from the first two films. Uh, mm-hmm. now it, it does. And after watching Home Sweet Home Alone, um, that, Home Sweet Home Alone does that tenfold. Hmm. Every other scene in Home Sweet Home Alone pays homage in some way or has an Easter egg or whatever, including Buzz as the cop. Um, it all just reflects back to the first two movies. And it's like it, when I was watching the third movie and Home Sweet Home Alone, I was just like constantly thinking like, oh, man, I get it. Home Alone 1 and 2 was great. The (laughs) the lines and the writing in those movies were great. The things that happened in those movies were great. Why don't you just give me another movie instead of rehashing the same thing four or five more times, just ever so slightly different? You know, so
0: I do you do you think Home Sweet Home Alone did better fan service than Home Alone 3?
5: It did better fan service, but it got annoying where wow. it was like it it just ha- it happened so frequently. You just kind of roll your eyes and you're like, oh, OK, another reference. <laughs> what movie am I watching again? <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. Same with the third movie. I didn't absolutely hate it like I used to. I enjoyed it. It's just they they, they focus so much on the first two movies. Being the hits that they are, being like, oh, look, we're fans of this movie too. It's like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Give me a different movie. Give me a different scenario. And I think the anthology is actually a really good idea. That now that you uh, brought it up, Alex, that's actually a great idea because you can branch off into many different things, Mm -hmm. different parts of the world, different scenarios. You're home alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, horror alone. Yeah, I think mean,
1: they they did branch off a little bit because I remember Alex when when you worked at Video Depot, wasn't there one in the
2: adult section?
4: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> did they
2: bring back Rashida Jones to direct? Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Roswell Gould should come back and direct. Yeah, Robin
5: Williams.
4: That was called.
0: That was called Holes Alone, but filmed oh. no <laughs> <laughs> in my basement. That's a perfect. <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue to Arnold's uh, review of Home Alone Three, <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, home we Alone We were
3: reviewing Home Alone, not Hole Alone. Yeah, it's it's,
0: it's Home Alone Three, not Fill My Three Holes.
1: <laughs> I know it's Home Home Alone. Um, all right, so it, it definitely was a, a lot better than I anticipated, and, and I I even owned the DVD um, or you maybe like the past seven or eight years but it, it's like i refuse i was like no only part one and two those are the only wait, relevant is ones
0: is it still right. in the plastic i think like so. did you have to take the cellophane off or did you oh, just watch wait, it on disney it plus? as a combo
1: pack yeah it came oh, out as a
0: combo see? pack oh okay <laughs> um, wait did you watch it on disney plus or did you watch it on your dvd disney plus <laughs>
1: I was like, I don't want to
0: touch it. I barely gave it the time of day. So, you know. Wait, hold on. Did you not want to taint your hands with the DVD? Or did did you not want the other two Home Alone movies to see you watching it? Both. Both. (laughs) That's fair.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised that started off like, oh, what? Is, am I watching the red movie? It starts off in Hong Kong. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is already quite different, right? Uh, but then, you know, as you watch it, and then um, you see like, oh, I, I guess you you, you kind of mentioned it, a um, painted homage. You know, like bringing similar scenes, like the running through the airport, and of course the different pranks, and you, you have like, you know. Um, so, Similar uh, paying homage sort of scenes, right? Um, but then it, it almost seems like I don't know if they had like like a, a, a new team of people um, when they when they're making this movie, where they're like, all right, well, okay, so our fans from part one and two, you know, they're re- they're really loyal. These are the things they love, all right. But we don't have we don't have Macaulay Culkin. We don't have we got an entirely new cast.
4: We don't have so. Those, it,
1: Oh yeah! <laughs> most of all, <laughs>
4: most of Damn. all.
1: It, it seems almost like okay. If we're if we're gonna captivate their uh, get their attention, we just need more of everything. More pranks, more action, no pigeon lady, more... <laughs> okay.
3: more thieves. Not not two yeah, guys, thieves <laughs> more,
1: You
5: know. <laughs>
6: And they're Uh,
1: Russian spies or something. Yeah. And he needs to be super smart. Yeah, he wanted to be a cop for, what, Halloween or Christmas?
2: Uh, He's setting his sights too low. Mm,
1: Something like
2: that. This this kid's going to MIT.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I mean, it it did make me laugh. Um, I I do admit... um, uh, my Z rating, uh, uh, Audrey, in case, I'm not sure if they filled you in on that. That's like, did I fall asleep during the movie?
0: So Arnold has a, a little backstory on that. Arnold has a tendency. He works very hard. He works at a hospital. Not not like saving lives. I mean, he might, but he doesn't get paid to. Uh, he works in the administrative department. But uh, So he works very, very hard. But he also likes to smoke a lot of weed before he watches movies. And so he gets a little sleepy. Um, and eat. And eat and eat very very delicious food that he cooks and if you haven't followed his cooking pages i highly suggest it stop i
2: spend so oh. much money on food <laughs> yeah, yeah day you'll day. you'll
0: you'll spend more cuz no. arnold's a master
1: i'll hook you
0: up i'll hook you up <laughs> so, so we we get a z rating from arnold as well the the yeah. fewer z's the the, the more it's, he stayed awake oh so
2: it's
4: like his like golf score That's it's amazing. like
2: I really like that.
1: So, like, that. a zero Z is, is, is good. But I do yeah. have to say that there was, there was, uh, I'd say a half a Z. And half I think it, it got, it was at the part where it was almost, um, too much, um, booby traps. Mm-hmm. And, because it was like, oh, okay. And, you know, the, the food coma kind of kicking in. And, you know, it was, like, 11 o'clock when I was watching it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it wasn't bad. Uh, and, um... I still really enjoyed it. It was it was a lot better than I, than I thought it would be, um, and I would give it
0: a letterbox three stars. All right, three stars, half yeah. a Z. That's respectable. That's, I like it. That, that is a respectable rating.
2: I was starting to feel lonely on the high end stars there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you do what Arnold does and like the backtrack.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: tough, <laughs> tough crowd. Tough crowd. Uh, no. it, it is one of those things that as you start to hear other uh people's opinions your your <laughs> rating starts to shift uh more towards the normal part of the bell curve so <laughs> no, 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 I, i'm very happy with my four and if you yeah.
2: want to fight me about it uh <laughs> you should
5: four is respectable
0: it. as well if you want to fight her at nerdery on twitter
2: yeah or just you know. What? Find something more important to care about. Okay, <laughs> whatever. We'll, we'll have
0: a West Side Story knife fight if we need to.
2: This is a. Oh, yeah, a I'm movie. down. We're the Jets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Arnold, where can the fine folks at home find you on the socials?
1: So I'm at at Arnie Calego. That's A R N I E C A L L E G O um, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. Arknet, OnlyFans, Twitch, OnlyFans, Facebook, <laughs> Fiction dot
4: uh,
2: um,
5: <laughs> Slack, and of course Letterbox. It's funny because you could I could actually see him looking at all the apps that he has and he's reading them off. I'm like,
0: wow. so
5: to this.
2: If you haven't found him yet what are you doing <laughs> yeah you're
0: okay. clearly not looking by, by the way audrey
1: I, audrey i actually i actually don't have only fans
4: okay
0: he was what? winking when he said that
4: <laughs>
2: got,
0: it. got it me too <laughs> Devonals, arnold i get it man the pandemic's been hard on all of us <laughs> Make that much. I mean, <laughs> <my> <laughs> all <one> right. So, <laughs> my review I, uh, so I had seen this before, uh, and I enjoyed it when I first saw it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the original two as well. Uh, and I felt that this fit pretty well into the Home Alone universe, if, if I might. Um, but upon a more critical watch for this podcast, because it's serious business, uh, I, like I said, I was a little disappointed uh, with how dumb the, the the spies became. Like that was a real big sticking point where, you know, I, I feel like we had a fondness and a, a definite believability uh, that Marv and what was what was the other one's name? Marvin Harry, Harry, Marv and Harry of, of that they're just these buffoons and that they can be outsmarted by Kevin McAllister. And totally. as smart as Alex Pruitt was in this movie, I just didn't buy the sudden drop in intelligence in in the other four uh so that that was hard to get over but like i said i felt it was a a well-made film to echo justin i think it was done by people that were masters of their craft even though it was a directorial debut it was still very well done and somebody that had been in the industry for a while and, and had a lot of editing uh experience under their belt uh and so you know it's I go back and forth because at the same time, I feel like we're all echoing the same thing that the, the traps and pranks got a little tiresome and that's kind of the shtick of home alone, like almost like final destination. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you want to see how fate carries out these Rube Goldberg machines to, to enact death. And, and you want to see that that's happen with problem. That's yeah, the meat and and
2: Potatoes of this. And if you get tired of it, well,
0: yeah, I I so this movie was, I think, around what, 90 minutes or something like that. I think it took me about three hours to watch it because I kept falling asleep <laughs> halfway through <laughs> the final 30 minutes. That was all traps. I mean, it's just <laughs> it drags on at the very end there. And so uh, so I, I I balanced the two. I, I'm going to give it a little more credit because I feel it was well made at, at the end of it, even though they they got a little cheesy campy towards the end. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, so so I'll echo uh, Arnold's rating there.
4: And your scene uh, rating?
0: Three, also, because it took me three hours to watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> I actually finished it before we started this. So. <laughs> the final scene is very fresh in my head. <laughs> Uh, so you can find me uh, on uh, Instagram at toner t o n three r, also at letterbox t o n three r. And although he couldn't join us for the entire episode, we do have Adrian's review here for Home Alone Three. Take it away, Boots Too Big. Hey
6: everyone, Boots Too Big uh, checking in here on the Never Seen It podcast for this special holiday special, I guess. Uh, the movie in question, Home Alone 3. So, wow. Um, there's so much to unpack. Uh, I have never seen this movie. It came out in 1997, so I was 11 years old. And even then, I, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, well, what is this? Uh, if it doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in it, it's not Home Alone, you know? Um, so, it just it looked even at the time as an 11 to an 11 year old, it looked really cheesy. So I, I refused to, to watch it. Um, all these years later, I finally saw it for, for the show, for the podcast. And wow, that was, that was bad. That was really bad. Um, you know, there were some moments that I thought there were some sort of light, lighthearted chuckle moments, but the film as a whole is just terrible. Um, the the bad guy. So there's four bad guys in this one, and I thought it was funny how they sort of set them up in the beginning of the movie as like smart villains, and then once all the hijinks ensue, they just all immediately just become dumb as bricks. All four of them. Um, and the other thing that bothered me was the booby traps themselves. Like I feel like in the first two Home Alone movies, the booby traps made sense. Like he used kevin McAllister used everything at his disposal to make these booby traps like it, it made sense logically obviously you have to suspend some disbelief but uh it made sense uh the booby traps in this movie i don't know they they they, they seemed way too complex like uh i don't know that an eight year old ten year old kid however old this kid is i don't know that he could have set all those traps up by himself and whatever amount of time he had like i feel like (laughs) i feel like he it would have taken him months to do all those booby traps and i know he didn't have months because this all happened within i believe was a span of a week so that was ridiculous and yeah like these booby traps were really these were really advanced booby traps i mean we're talking uh false floors and false ceilings and falling i don't know how many feet down into the basement of one of the characters i think that's what happened to him he like stepped on a he stepped on something, and then and then there was the 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 big one towards the end where they they jump onto the uh, the trampoline and they just go down, they just fall. I don't know how far down to a basement. I mean, I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm thinking like dude, this is like insane. Like this was there's no way a little kid. I can't suspend my disbelief enough to think that a little kid could have done all this. And the, and the thing about it is like you know I get that in the beginning of the movie they sort of establish him as like a tinker, like he tinkers with toys and. And stuff is like he you know he knows how to you know pull things apart and build things like they 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 established that very early on in the movie and I think uh, it's obvious to me that the reason why was to justify how he was able to set up all the booby traps later on but it didn't really do it for me I don't know it it it, it was it was just too much and and I don't know like this movie just it didn't have the same charm that the first two movies did especially the first one. You know, in the first one, Kevin McAllister is left home alone, and <laughs> uh, this movie, you know, the kid is left home alone several times. And the way they did it was he, you know, it's like a a boy who cries wolf situation. And I don't know, it just didn't, uh, it didn't that you know that aspect of it didn't really do it for me. It it didn't have it didn't have the same charm as the first movie in the sense that like none of the characters were really. I mean, Kevin McAllister, I think, was really likable and. And funny, and 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 you know, I know. I remember as a kid, I could almost see myself in him. You know, I could relate to him a lot as a kid. And then now, as an adult, watching the original Home Alone's, you know, there's still something special there, that that was just somehow missing in this third movie. the 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 kid, they the actor they cast for the main part, Alex, whatever uh, his name is, I don't know. He he just wasn't. Um, he just didn't have that Macaulay Culkin spark, you know, which only Macaulay Culkin has, so to be fair to him, you know, only Macaulay Culkin has that, uh, but the other thing that I, that didn't really appeal to me was the, the four villains, um, you know, I, I thought it was funny how they, they all had guns, they were all strapped, <laughs> And like I think back to the first two movies, and I don't remember there being any guns in the first Home Alone movie, the first two Home Alone movies. I don't remember either Joe Pesci's character or Daniel Stern's character having a gun. And the way I see it is, you know, Joe Pesci doesn't need a gun to be threatening. Like Joe Pesci is Joe Pesci; he's threatening just by, you know, just by looking at him. Uh, and these guys, you know, they they didn't feel threatening ever, even with the guns. They just didn't feel, you know threatening it all to to this kid um so yeah so that was interesting and then the the plot was also just kind of the plot itself just felt kind of convoluted like the mcguffin was this this chip this special air force chip that they're trying to retrieve and stuff and then you know the old lady accidentally gets it in her bag in the beginning and that's how the mix-up starts that's the inciting incident for those of you that are into screenwriting parlance uh and i don't know it just uh like having her involved and then like the dad was there and then he leaves and he doesn't show up to the very end of the movie and the the brother and sister character who are the sister being played by scarlett johansson like none of the characters really add anything to the plot i mean uh in the first two movies at least like you saw that his siblings were were jerks and were mean to him and this and that and and it kind of established like oh like he hates his family because they're all all his siblings and his aunts and uncles and his cousins are just you know terrible and in this movie like yeah his brother and sister chided him a little bit you know they they made fun of him a little bit but it wasn't they, they didn't really have much to do they were just kind of there uh you can tell they were trying to have the same dynamic with his mom with the mom character that uh kevin McAllister had with his mom in the first two movies but that also didn't really land for me like i get what they were doing with her character like oh like they have to give her to the dad somehow so he has to go on away on a trip the mom is a workaholic and she's willing to work on the holidays or whatever uh and and you have to do that in order to get the kid to get be home alone because that's what it's called but yeah it wasn't um I don't know, the, the stakes just didn't seem as high in this film as it did in the first two. The first two, the stakes felt more, I mean, you know, the first movie, he's home alone. Obviously, that's scary. In the second movie, he's home alone in New York, <laughs> which is even scarier. Uh, that scene where he's walking the streets of New York by himself, and he runs into a bunch of prostitutes, and he gets in a cab with a scary cab driver. Like, all that stuff worked. Like, all that stuff was... It was just showing you that uh, here's this kid and here's, here are the dangers of a, of a city, of a big city like New York. And then on top of that, he's also having to face off against uh, the wet bandits who in the second film were the sticky bandits. In the third film, they were just they were just bumbling fools. Like they, they went from being semi-smart criminals, semi-competent to just bumbling morons. And then the other thing I hated was how campy it got. I don't recall there being... Um, in the first two movies, I don't recall there being some some cheesy sound effects. Like in this movie, they had there's a scene where two of the characters somehow f- jump on a thing and they fly off and they, in midair, they crash into each other. They collide, and they the editor put in this this really cheesy, bone sound effect like when they made when they made impact, and I just thought that was just so that was just over the top like. Th- there was almost a realistic setup for this movie in the beginning and then it just quickly just turned into just campy you know hijinks and while the first two movie two movies did have their campy hijinks i i just think that it it, it worked better in the first two um even the scene where daniel stern electrifies himself and for a brief second you see a skeleton and and it's funny because you know like that was funny in the second movie and they sort of tried doing that in this movie with the guy who electrocuted his butt or something. He sat down and he was electrocuted and his hair went up and all that. They they tried doing that again and it just it, for me it didn't land. And I know it's kind of unfair like to compare this to the first two cuz the first two are such especially the first one is such a classic. And and this just felt like a, a money grab. You know, they they saw the success of the first two movies obviously they couldn't really cast macaulay culkin obviously he was a little bit too old uh by the time they they made the third film so i get that but um it just felt like it just felt like a a a cash grab and they they didn't they weren't really going for the same charm that the first two movies had and you know it's interesting because john hughes i saw that he he produced this movie he was a writer on this movie and i don't know I, i i don't think he did it justice i think um it didn't it didn't really feel like a home alone movie to me it didn't even feel like a home alone sequel a sequel usually you you bring back the same characters or some of the characters from the previous films you sort of continue with them and show us what's going on in their lives or whatever uh this movie didn't i don't think they made any attempt to even reference the first two movies i mean I, the only the closest thing i saw was in the very beginning where there's a shot of the chicago airport which is a very similar shot um they had in the first movie uh with the family running through the airport but that that was all i noticed i didn't notice anything else uh you know calling back to the 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 first two so it didn't feel like a home alone sequel it felt like it just somebody decided to make this movie with uh wacky hijinks and booby traps and whatnot and i don't know in my mind it's not really it's not really a sequel to home alone it doesn't have any of the characters it doesn't really it doesn't even feel like the same kind of movie it's like they took the first two movies and they just they said like let's just make this campy and silly and crazy and that's what they did and i don't think it wasn't that good it was it just didn't uh really appeal to me so with that said, you know, uh, I'm going to rate this on Letterboxd. Uh, two stars out of five, which is uh, pretty generous, actually. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd, uh, Boots Too Big. Uh, you can follow me across all social media at Boots Too Big. And that is my take on Home Alone 3. And I I almost look forward to watching that sweet home sweet home home alone film that i'm seeing is on disney plus now i i haven't heard good things about it but now i'm almost at a morbid curiosity i need to watch that so uh we'll see how that turns out but yeah that's my rating for home alone three
0: uh any last words on the movie any final observations audrey do you want to to change your rating now that you've heard us tear it apart
2: no because i'm stubborn Four
0: stars. <laughs> 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 I want to hear more Christmas music. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Audrey, we want to thank you very much for, for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, and, and again, for those that don't know, uh, just give us a little bit of info on, on the Scrape in the Vault podcast, where they can check it out and, and what they can expect when they're when they're giving it a listen. Yeah, well,
2: totally. your, uh, improv. Oh, uh, well,
3: OK, well, I'll start with
2: the podcast. First of all, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, my the podcast that I'm on is called Scraping the Vault, and we watch direct-to-video Disney sequels. For example, Atlantis Two, Milo's Return, highly skippable. Um, sometimes we break form and we do uh, like special episodes uh, with guests. Or you know, recently I went to Disneyland, so I recapped that in our last episode. Uh, you can find it on spot, 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 Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Spot. It, it's called Spotify, but why haven't they called it Spotify for the podcast? Uh, God, don't give it.
0: Don't, don't give Arnold. Yeah, don't give Arnold any more social network to sign up for. <laughs> gotcha.
4: <laughs> um,
2: but it's also all online at earsupheistandpodcast podcastcom That's earsup up with a Z. You can find other cool podcasts there, like uh, Banter Beskers and Bantha Milk, which is a Star Wars podcast. The supreme resort which debates disneyland versus disney world if you really want to nerd out on disney um and a couple others there um yeah that's that's all the news that's fit to print
0: Rock and roll Uh, Well that will do it For our holiday episode Of the Never Seen It podcast Uh, As always we thank everybody For taking the time out to listen Uh, Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter uh, The Never Seen It podcast Check out our website Neverseenitpodcast.com Feel free to send us emails If you guys have any ideas Movie recommendations Uh, You you can catch us at Podcast.neverseenit At gmail.com You know as always we'd love to hear from you guys uh subscribe to our show spotify and itunes if you have not please leave us a review any love uh is much appreciated uh thank you thank you again for listening and we hope everybody has a very happy holiday season final words
1: merry christmas you filthy animal
4: (laughs) and a happy new year (laughs)